Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Loving Father, we want to thank you for having been so wonderfully good to us. You have spared our lives to this day. You have given us several opportunities to qualify for eternity. We want to thank you, Lord. And now, as I'm about to present this message under the caption, the fourth man on the planet, we ask your divine intervention and power for comprehension. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. The fourth man in the planet. Now, the plan I refer to is the plan of redemption, the plan of redemption. But I'm going to, first of all, try to set up a platform. We have the Trinity. We have heard about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we have three already. And, and we need one more for the fourth. We have heard about the fourth man in the fire. We've heard about the fourth man. And, and it was so strange that when the Buchanan looked into the furnace, he saw four moving persons. And he asked his counselor, but did not we cast three in there? And he said, oh, yeah, we did. He said, but, he said, but lo, behold, there, there's a fourth one. There is a fourth one. And he said that his form, look at that. His form, chapter 3, and down there at verse 23, we can read on down. He said, his form, just look at that, is the form, that fourth man, the form is the form of the Son of God. Isn't that something? Now we wonder, how in the, in the world did he arrive at that? Well, we can recall the second chapter. The second chapter of Daniel. And, and in that second chapter, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And, and he couldn't remember the dream, number one. And he didn't know what it was about didn't know what the dream was all about. But he saw a stone as if something cut out. A stone coming out. And that stone smote the image on its feet. Now, nowadays, we understand that 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 stone represents the coming of the blessed Lord. So no doubt he saw the Lord sitting on the clouds of glory. Co 
coming in that same dream. And so now, as he looked into the furnace, the two resemble. Yes. Come to think of it. That's the fourth man now in the fire. But Genesis, when we go to the, 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 the first chapter of the book, Genesis. I want to establish the point that we do have a trinity, a trinitarian God. And I want us to understand here that in, in the first chapter, he said, in the beginning, he said that God created the heavens and the earth. And then the earth was without form, and it was void. Darkness covered the face of the deep. And then he said that the Spirit of God now, the Spirit of God moved, moved upon the waters. Moved upon. So now we have God the Father. And we're now hearing about the Spirit of God. We want to establish the fact that we do have a Trinitarian God or Godhead. So, when we come a little further down into the text, say at verse 26, the blessed Lord the leader's role as a father. He said, let us, let us make man in our own image. And after our likeness. I want you to see something here now. Now, the blessed Lord God the Father is speaking to those around. And I'm saying that the Holy Spirit was there and, and the Son was there. Let us make man in our own image. And he said, no, we're going to give them dominion. Give them power over the fish of the sea and, and, and the birds, the fowl of the air. And over the cattle. And over every creeping thing. Over the earth. Everything. Over the earth. And the creeping things that creep it. Upon the earth. So that we have an authority now. A Trinitarian authority at the very beginning. So there's no doubt about it then that we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now Jesus, when he had finished his work and about to leave representatives on the planet, 
to continue the work of redemption. Because remember, he came on a rescue mission. And the mission was not complete in terms of rescuing the perishing and caring for the dying. So his disciples had to continue this work. And he said to them in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. He said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, come on now, and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the three now. And Jesus is now giving a means, evidence that there is the existence of the Holy Spirit, Father, and he himself, the Son. So the Trinitarian authority is established. The Trinitarian Godhead is established. But there is a, a fourth person. And we come to verse 27. You know, the Lord said, let us make man. Huh? So now, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he them. Now notice that now. Male and female created he them. Now, in the image of God created he him, the man. And it goes on now to say that he created them. Them. And why them at that time? Why is the Bible saying them? Because the woman came from the man, his rib. And so we walk around now as men with 24 ribs. But Adam had 25. Oh, yes. And that's why the text is saying what it is saying. Made him, made them. So now we are thinking of, of the fourth man in the plan of redemption. And, and we have to zero down now on, on John 3.16. We're going to see who that man really is. He says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever. Oh yes, that man carries the name tag. Whosoever. Whosoever is the fourth man in the plan of redemption. That whosoever believeth in him. And I want you to see how that this verb tense carries a lot of meaning. This verb tense we're dealing with. The is. You know, whosoever believeth. In other words, present and continuous. This verb tense we are dealing with. Whosoever believeth 
You don't stop believing. That's what the text is saying. You do not come to a point where you don't believe anymore. Oh no, you won't be saved. It is whosoever believeth. So now, this is the fourth man in the plan of redemption. With a name tag, fourth man in the plan of redemption, whosoever. Whosoever continues believing in the blessed Lord. Present continuous. Believeth. So that the man who is going to be saved in the kingdom of the blessed Lord is the man who believes to death. Oh, yes, the fourth man. The fourth man. And why we say the fourth man? Because God saves us individually. Come on now. In Galatians 2 and verse 20, Paul brings that out clearly. He says, come on now. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Live it, he said, lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. An individual. Come on now. Individual. So that each of us, each of us is important in the sight of God and sufficiently important for him to die for each of us. And you know why? <laughs> so God made man in his own image. So tell me now, if God made man in his own image, he would want that to go to waste. That's why we are important, folks. Important. And each fourth person, come on now. Fourth one, the plan of redemption, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and and you can do that for yourself. The fourth man in the plan. I want to before closing off, and it's not too far from now, so you be comfortable. I want you to know that this man, Paul, I mean, he is a paragon of faith, a paragon in this plan of redemption. In other words, an outstanding example in the plan of redemption. He said, this is a faithful saying. First Timothy 1.50, and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. And you have heard it said, chief of sinners, though I be. 
Jesus shed his blood for me. The fourth person, every fourth person. We are important. You as an individual, you are important. You are the fourth person with a name tag, whosoever. And you feel good about it. And so we have now, we have now the Apostle Paul. In our scripture text, he tells us that here is a man who is now speaking, or rather writing to the people in Galatia. People who believed as he spoke with them back then. Believed in the blessed Lord. He's now going to write to them. And he said to them something special. He said, of course, this has been going around. You say, you know of my conversation. You know my conversation. How that I persecuted the church and wasted it. Look at the first chapter, and, and you can go on down from verse 13, going on down there. I mean, and wasted it. In other words, he persecuted the saints. You recall that in, 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 the, in, the, in the ninth chapter of Acts, how, how that he was breathing out, threatening against the children of the blessed Lord, the followers of God and of Jesus. Breathing out, threatening. He's going down to Damascus. And anybody he finds there saying that he or she is a follower of Christ, oh yeah, I'm going put him in chains and, and, and bring him back to Jerusalem. <laughs> but you know what happened? Like some, some of us know that while he had his big plans, God had a better one. A better one. And the Lord, now he's saying, when he realizes now that what happened in the way to Damascus was not any jack and drill went uphill. It's a serious matter. This which happened while he was going to Damascus is serious. So serious that he remembered well oh, that the blessed Lord said, it is hard for thee to kick against the prick. In other words, it is not profitable to oppose truth because truth is going to prevail in the final analysis. It's not profitable to go against truth. And this fourth man, I want you to see now, he said he wasted the church, persecuted it and wasted it. But now he's doing something different. Something different to think of it. And he told them there in Galatia, he said it, it, he profited. He profited a lot more than a number of them who were there before him. Oh yeah. 
and who seemed to have had higher position there. Yet he, he rose above them, keeping the traditions of the Father. Judaism. In other words, only one God. There's no such a thing as a, as a, as a son of God who is also God. Oh, no. That's what they believed then, the Judaizers. But then as he came down in his little talk, he said something special. He said, but when, listen to me, he was persecuting the church. He was doing his, his plan. But God had a different plan. And, and he said, but when, come on up, but when it pleased God. Come on now, folks. When it pleased him to separate him from his mother's womb. Hey. To reveal his son in him. Come on now. You see the fourth man here? What the fourth man is supposed to do? The fourth man in the plan of redemption? He said it pleased God to separate him from his mother's womb. You understand? To separate him. And, and call him. Come on. Called him by his grace that he might reveal the son in him. That he might go now and speak to the heathen. Speak to the heathen. Oh, brethren, the fourth man in the plan, whosoever. You think it's just to occupy a pew in church? Oh, no. Not to come and ask for the highest position in the church? Oh, no. To create problems from the back bench? Oh, no. is to reveal Christ in you, in us. In other words, let the beauty of Jesus be seen in us. That's the call that the fourth man got. Oh yes, the fourth man. And, and he said, when he got that call, I want you to note something here now. He said, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Hallelujah. In other words, he didn't ask for a second opinion. But what do you think? Um, the blessed Lord wants me to, to work for him. What do you think? What do you think? He said, immediately. In other words, he had a mindset on asking nobody. A mindset. A mindset. I wouldn't ask a soul whether I should go or stay. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. So he said he didn't confer 
with flesh and blood. No second opinion, sir. No, sir. I want you to understand here that this matter of redemption, God is so serious about our redemption that if we would be as serious as he is, this world would be a different place. I'm telling you, a different place. If we would be equally concerned about this great plan of redemption. We are not, we are not just walking on the planet. We are important people made in his image. And the Lord wants us to share the glories of the hereafter. He wants us to be great beneficiaries in so much that we can smile now because of our faith, which is the substance of things hoped for. So he said, I, I did not confer with flesh and blood. And somebody sits back and says, oh, well, that's Paul. That's Paul. Hey. But the same Paul, listen to me, the same Paul, while he was speaking with Titus in a letter. You know, he, he wrote the letter, but it's as if he's talking to them. In Titus chapter 2, and we can read from verse 11. He said, the grace of God, which bringeth salvation, hath appeared unto all men. <laughs> Is anybody left out? Is anyone left out? Unto all men. Teaching us. That denying. Ungodliness. And worldly lust. That we should live soberly. Come on now. Soberly. Not like people who are drunk and not, don't know what they're saying. Soberly. Righteously and godly in this present world. In other words, now. Now. No wonder why Romans 8 and verse 1 is saying, there's therefore now. Now. No condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Come on now. No condemnation. It is the now. Now. Listen to me, folks. As a man lives, so he dies. If we are going to die righteously, we must live righteously. We can say amen when you go home. But... I am saying, I am saying that that's the way it ought to be. That's the way it ought to be. Live righteously now. Because that's what he's saying that might reveal his son in him. Ephesians 2 and verse 10, he says, we are his workmanship. Come on now. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, 
which God had ordained that we should walk in them. So pray. It's a daily walk with the blessed Lord. Having denied self on a daily basis. We walk with the blessed Lord. I tell you, the fourth man is an important man. The fourth man in the plan. Very important and God is depending on him. That fourth man. To reveal to the world his son. The fourth man. The whosoever. Is believing. Whosoever is believing. The Lord wants to reveal his son. And us. Individually. Isn't that something? And so he said we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And I like the next verse. Looking for, oh, brethren, looking for the blessed hope. I like that. In other words, there's a mindset on receiving something better. So you're looking for the blessed hope on a daily basis and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. In other words, the sun is going to be seen. And, and oftentimes I hear Sister Leibold says, you know, there's a song, you know, you are the only Jesus that some may ever see. You are the only word of life that some may ever hear. It's a matter of representation. We, we are here on a rescue mission continuing the rescue mission to rescue the perishing and, and to care for the dying. And the Lord wants us to shoulder the responsibility. He said, take up your cross, which means is the God-given responsibility, and follow me. Follow me. I know you must love the Lord. And the folks sing so often, oh, how I love him. I love him. My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. You have heard that said? For thee all the follies of sin are resigned. My gracious redeemer. Oh, come on. He's still the gracious redeemer. He's still the savior of mankind. And he wants to include all of us in this great plan of redemption. But when we come in, when we come in, we are to let the beauty of Jesus be seen in us. Beauty of Jesus. Now tell me something. Here is a person who has been in the church for 10 years and still a troublemaker. Pastor? Or in the church and still has not lost that temper. Destructive temper. I bring 
back to your attention, Ephesians 2 and verse 10. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Come on now. If Jesus is working on us and in us, there must be a change. Are you listening to me? There must be a change. And it is not a credit to God for a person who says he has come to the Lord since 19 whenever and is still a devil. No credit to God. We are his workmanship. There must be a transition. There must be a transition if God is working on the person. So you know what the problem is? <laughs> the person has not yet surrendered. Not yet surrendered. I've heard some young people, and I'm glad there are a good number of you here. They say that, oh, these elders, and say, they're so hard. They're so this and the, and, and the one, and they're so, listen to me, brethren. The, the, the Bible, that holy book, has the directives of the blessed Lord. The blessed Lord. If we follow the directives, we can't go wrong. We, the, the elders or pastors are just supposed to be Bible-enforcing officers. They're just enforcing that or enforcement officers. But the Word of God is there. And Peter said that it, it, it abided forever. Abided forever. You can't go wrong. First Peter 1 Peter 1.23. It, it abided forever. It doesn't change. What the young people should say is, well, the Bible is true and you folks are saying what is true, but I'm not ready for it. Be honest. I'm not ready. But the blessed Lord wants us to be ready now. You see, it's the devil who is saying, you're not ready. And so the work now is to get the wrong man out and the right man in. And every fourth person must do it in order to reach the heavenly kingdom must get the wrong man out and the right man in. I trust that all of us here have done that. And by the grace of God, you, I mean, you are just, when he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, clad in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. That's the way you feel. I mean, good, happy in the blessed Lord. Why? Because he has made a plan of redemption and you have been redeemed. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. If that's the way you feel, would you stand with me for prayer? Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercies, his child. And forever I am. Loving Father, we want to thank you for being so good to us. Spared our lives, as I've said before, Lord, to shine for thee. 
so that we might have opportunities to be qualified for eternity. Lord, thank you for saving our souls. Thank you for making us whole. Thank you for giving to us thy great salvation, so full and so free. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.